For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the Chiefs' huge comeback victory over the Texans in the playoffs, and then we preview the AFC Championship game. Wow, Joe, what, what a crazy game this was. And I, I'm curious, th- this is how I thought just as an observer, reporter, fan, and curious to get kind of uh, your take on this as, as somebody who played at the highest level. Um, I kind of think after this improbable comeback when the Chiefs looked a little tight, they were pressing, now they're going to be so full of confidence because they think no matter what happens, how large a deficit, how things are going, um, that if they can get back from – 24 nothing, they're just going to be full of confidence. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's where they're at mentally? I, I totally agree with you, Jeff. That's exactly the way that I would have framed it, is the confidence level and the swagger that they're going to have going into this game against the Titans, knowing that, like you said, whatever the situation, how, however far they get down, whatever part in the game it is where things come off the rails, they know that they can get back on track and they have the horses and, and the coaching and all of the intangibles to, to bring it back into focus and keep my, – my heart's still pumping. It really yeah. is. My, my, my pulse rate on my, you know, Fitbit, you know, that I wear <laughs> on my wrist is still, in, you know, in the 80s and 90s because I'm just so pumped up from that game and what they were able to accomplish. It, it, was, a, it, was, it was great to watch. I was a little worried about my own health. I was worried about Andy Reid's health. <laughs> I'm not gonna right? lie. He, he's, he's not a young man. That was what a crazy game. What it a- was. I, I, I'm so proud of the way that they focused in on each other. Um, no, no finger pointing. Mm-hmm. No, there was no uh, down head. No heads were down. I mean, I'm sure there were some people on the sidelines who were a little frustrated and and, and I'm sure they didn't capture everything on camera that goes on on the sidelines because it can, it can be, you know, it's mm-hmm. an emotional game. It's a lot of roller coaster. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride. But I'll tell you, when you watch, you know, the way that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes pulled that team together, Tyron Matthew, the veterans that, that pulled it all together. I know, look, I don't know for 100%, but I would guess that, uh, you know, having Suggs now on that team we keep going back to this term Mm -hmm. championship DNA you know and having him there I know for a fact he had to be a calming force in in sort of the craziness that was going on just from his veteran leadership I mean I'm guessing at it but I I, if I'm a betting man I I put my money that he was a great force on the sidelines for the team uh, even though he's only been here for a few weeks and Mahomes was on the sidelines. He was telling – he was kind of rallying the troops. He said, let's do something special. Let's just have this amazing comeback. And that inspired him. And, you know, that's the thing, too, is we're both thinking that this gives the Chiefs um, 
so much confidence because, you know, they, they've had some tough playoff losses. Andy Reid's had a lot of tough playoff losses even before uh, coming here. But I'm not even sure they necessarily needed this extra dose of confidence that with Mahomes, <laughs> I think they might have yeah. always been – you know, since he's been there, I, I don't – they've never – you know, they, they, they got beat by the Patriots or whatever, but it's not like they weren't rising to the occasion. They just – got beat you know exactly a couple mistakes here and there and kept them out of that you know kept them out of the Super Bowl but you know watching Patrick Mahomes and his level of confidence it's there's no arrogance there it's it's 100% preparation and reliance on his teammates and knowing where his his comrades are going to be at the right time I, I think um, the coaching staff continues to put people in the right places at the right time they're doing a fantastic job of setting that team up for success and putting the right personnel out on the field, calling the right plays. They just got to keep it, you know, rolling this week and don't change. Don't get big game syndrome, right? Don't, don't let the game affect what you've been doing the whole time. Every, every presser I've been hearing, you know, from, from the Chiefs, it's all been about process. They've all been using that term. And I know it gets a little overused. And here I am in Philadelphia with the Sixers, you know, trust the process. But, <laughs> you know, you, we hear that all the time in the Philadelphia media. Um, and even, even like Belichick's used that, Nick Saban is a popular, some of the best, you know, sports uh, establishments kind of use it. Yeah, they've got to keep the process going. And I think this team is really beholden to it. And I think they're buying into that. And to hear them continue to talk about that's what I'm sure that's what kept them going when it was 24 to nothing, right? Was, was, all right, we have a process. We can do this. We've been here before. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, about this game because it's going to be a good game. You know, we cannot have any illusions or any, you know, fantasies that this is, not, this is going to be a cakewalk. You know, Mike Vrabel is bringing this team in on a high right now. They are playing good football. They are well-coached. They're sort of the antithesis of the Chiefs, right, as it relates to their game plan, at least on offense. You know, um, there's nothing magic about what they do on offense, unlike, you know, you know Mahomes' magic that's going on right now. So we cannot – we can't think that this game is not no. going to be close. And, and they have an unstoppable force in Derrick Henry, which we'll get to yeah. in a little bit. Um you know, you talked about the play calls um, being so great. A positive sign. We've, t- we've talked some about the red zone. Uh, mm. And as great as the Chiefs' offense is, they haven't been great in the red zone. Uh, settling for more field goals, we thought was kind of the running game. They were obviously spectacular in the red zone against the Texans. Seven straight touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you see out of their red zone play and execution? So the red zone, right? I think everybody knows. Everybody's listening. If you're going to listen into a Chiefs podcast or, or a football podcast, everybody should probably know that the red zone is the toughest place on the field to play for an offense. It, it's, you know – because here's why, right? It's it's obvious that the field is short. You lose the deep threat, right? So you can't your your team speed almost gets negated to a certain degree because you know you're you're just the deep threat is not there, right? The, the safeties can can line up where they need to be, right? When you're out in the open field, you, your safeties, you know, it's easier for the quarterbacks to get a really good read on what's going on with the defense. If you you know. For the fans that are listening, watch this game when when the Chiefs or any other any team, you know, including the Titans, are in the red zone. Watch how the the defense basically just locks into its position. 
-hmm. and the safeties just sit where they're going to sit. When you're out in the open field, you know, safeties can't always disguise where they're going because they've got to, if there's a blitz on, they've got to come up and cover, right, for, for the blitzing linebacker or the blitzing corner. So the, the quarterback and, and everybody, including the line, can see all of that happening. When you get down in the red zone, the team just sits there because the safeties are already in position to go anywhere they want. And, and blitzing becomes much more of a factor in, in the red zone because, you know, when you blitz out in the open field, a three-yard run, you run the wrong blitz. A three-yard run can turn into a 30-yard run. And, and, and that's why off, you know, defensive coordinators are hesitant to, to throw a lot of blitzes out in the open field, especially when you have a quarterback like Mahomes who can, who can read well. And what's going to happen or what's happening for, I think, the whole key to it, look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be O-line centric, right? Because that's the way that I grew up in the game. I truly believe it's the offensive line play coupled with Patrick Mahomes' athletic ability that have really stepped them up in the red zone and why they've gone from average in the red zone to superior in the red zone. I think the line is coming together. They're picking up all the blitzes. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, knock on wood, he is not getting touched right now especially in the red zone when, you know, when teams are coming at him and JJ Watt was a non-factor, you know, their big nose guard, you know, DJ reader. Yeah. He was a, he was a non-factor. I mean, the line was amazing. And you couple that with, with the ability of to post up Kelsey. He's, he's like, it's, he's like Shaquille O'Neal, right? I mean, yeah. just, they just post him up. He was, he's the zone breaker, right? That could be his new, you know, his new, nickname the zone he just breaks the zones right because they plop them where they need to they're using we've been talking about that a lot this season they're using the wide receiver speed to go horizontally in the red zone to to keep the uh you know to keep everybody on their toes in the back in the defensive backfield I think they're putting together a fantastic red zone package and it's coupled right now with the outstanding outstanding line play and of course the ability to to have Travis Kelsey posting up you know, like a big basketball center. We were chatting about that offensive line play during the game. It, it was really spectacular. Um, you know, we talked to before the game a lot about Whitney Merciless, mostly about his name, but a little bit yeah, about it, his play yeah. too. <laughs> he is merciless and he's a great player. He is merciless and he's a great player. And I didn't hear his name once during I, no, the game. I mean, it's funny so, because I was watching the game with my wife and, and she loves, she loves the name. She's like, yeah, oh, well, how yeah. do you, you're destined to play football if your right. last name is merciless. And, and he, we never heard him, you know, we never heard him. And, and I, you know, JJ Watt is great of a player. I know he's banged up and I know he's still coming off that pec injury and whatever, but he was, I, I got to tell you, you know, Mitchell Schwartz just, you know, he owned him. He really did. I mean, and, and they were, they did a great job too of chipping. You know, I, I noticed a lot of times when I would, I would zero in on Watt, I'd be looking for him and they would chip at him and, and they were keeping him, you know, from, from getting the, you know, pin his ears back and come. So I think they did a fantastic, uh, you know, the fantastic game plan and outstanding offensive line play. They were, they were, they were spectacular. Right. It, it really was kind of lost with so, so many crazy things that happened in the special teams plays Sorensen, which we'll talk about oh. um, Kelsey. And of course, Mahomes just, I mean, five touchdowns. He led the team in rushing the offensive line was kind of the forgotten bar, but might've been the key part. To that that comeback victory like we said Mahomes played great he also had so little pressure on him that really helped him be his best yeah for sure look it's 2020 we're heading into a new year and for the first time in a long time the Patriots aren't making the Super Bowl so who's your next pick are the Chiefs going to make it through this weekend head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality 
MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've even got odds on the UFC. And with everybody's favorite Irish nuisance fighting on the 18th, things are bound to get exciting. MyBookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, to activate that offer, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Uh, Jill, we were talking about to Kelsey a little bit. It's crazy. He had, he dropped that first pass, which would have been uh, a first down, and then he just caught everything uh, and th that's what's so funny is that I do think at first there was so many drop passes five I believe um early on I think the Chiefs you know the Ravens got beat and it's suddenly like oh it opens up and the Chiefs gotta make the Super Bowl everything's in front of them I think they were pressing a little bit early yeah I I agree with you I I think it was you know Andy is spectacular coming off the bye um Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he seven and three in the playoffs after bye? Does that sound about right, Jeff? I think, um, you know, so he's, he's, um, he, he knows how to coach and he knows how to get teams ready after the bye. And there is an art to that. It's, mm -hmm. it's, and, and a little bit of a science. It's, it's not easy to, you know, to, to rally your, your players after they've had, had a lot of time off. And, you, you know, you, you talk about rust and you, and you talk about, you know, some of the things that happen to teams, um, when they've been sitting for a little while and, and it can be, um, you know, it can be tough to overcome when, when, when the ball starts rolling downhill and the balls keep dropping and the confidence level drops and you're, you're almost subconsciously looking for an excuse to say, Oh, well, it's just that, you know, we haven't played in a while. And, and I think, um, you know, I think, I think they had some of that. I think they were pressing. I think they were pressing the same way that Lamar Jackson was pressing knowing that he didn't have Mark Ingram. Right. You no, know, right. it, it's, it's, it's a natural tendency for an athlete mm -hmm. to want to take it on his shoulders, right? That, that's why these guys are at that level. You know, that's why the Lamar Jacksons of the world and the Pat Mahomes and the Travis Kelseys and, you know, all these great players are out there. You know, there's a, there's, there's a reason that they have that, that level of confidence that they can do anything and that they're Superman. And not in a bad way, not in a cocky way. It's just that's how you get to that, you know, to be a superstar like that. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. I, th I think subconsciously the Chiefs were pressing and, and it was like, all right, you know, this is our big chance, right? The, the Patriots lose, right, in, in an improbable way so that we end up with home field, right, for that first game. And, and I think it, it just felt like everything was going too good. Yeah, yeah, and, that's a great and, way to put it. And, and it like, you know, you – Look, they're human beings too, right? Besides being superhuman as as athletes and NFL players, they're also human, and and I think there's a lot of subconscious factors that go into it. And and I think you nailed it with that that they were they were pressing the same way the Ravens were. But I think the Chiefs are just I think they're a better team than the Ravens. And without Mark Ingram, uh, you know, they weren't able to overcome you know Lamar Jackson's sort of pressing to be the superhero and try to win that game by himself. So I think Pat has a lot more. He has a lot more weapons to rely on. Uh, yeah, I really think in that other game, I really do think the loss of we, – we were talking about that. With the loss of Ingram was uh, really key and put more pressure on Jackson. As far as keys um, 
to th- this game, this victory over the Texans, another key was really uh, the special teams play. And I know mm-hmm. you, you've done – you did everything for the Chiefs. You were catching touchdown passes. <laughs> You're obviously an offensive lineman. But you also were like a long snapper and had a lot of special teams roles. I mean, the special teams kind of giveth and taketh away on both sides. The Texans were up early because of – the block punt and the fumble by Tyreek Hill. And then Sorensen with two huge special teams plays, um, including a forced fumble at a stop in fourth and four, kind of pushed momentum back toward the Chiefs. Yeah, that's why they call them special teams, right? It, it can make the game special. Uh, and I spent a lot of time in, in those meeting rooms. I was a part of the kick, you know, long snapping. You know, I was part of kickoff return. You know, little known fact, I did have two kickoff returns for uh, 15 yards. Uh, <laughs> Average seven and a half yards a carry on my, on my kickoff returns playing in the, uh, what we call the tight end position on, in the wedge, which you can't even do anymore, right? You can't even form the wedge anymore. Everything has to be man blocking. But, uh, you know, for some you were the McCall Hardman, the Tyree Kill of the of, of that the Chiefs era. Yes, I was the wide receiver. Uh, you know, literally the wide receiver. But um, yeah, so you know, I spent a lot of time in those meetings, and 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 I think, you know, the great coaches know that it's it's the third team. It's not just okay. It's the kicking game, or you know, it's uh, it's something that we have to do to get our offense back out on the field or get our defense back out on the field. You can't take those plays for granted. And yeah, you know, look, I, I I do not fault Andy Reid at all for putting Tyreek Hill back there. He wanted to make something happen, right? Yeah. I I'm a, I'm the kind of guy, and I'm the same way in 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 business now, and in 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 working in, in in what I'm doing now. I'd rather have somebody make an error of action than an error of inaction. Right. You know, go out and, and try something that's going to be a spark. I, you know, it's funny because I was listening to Andy Reid's press conference and he, he said, look, and of course, it's a fraternity and they're all friends mm-hmm. and he's not going to call out. And Andy's not that kind of guy. But, you know, he, he said, look, Bill O'Brien made a good call on that fake punt. You know, they 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 probably had repped it. They probably saw a look that gave them, you know, cause to do it. Andy said he, he may have done the same thing, I guess, and, you know, kind of in, in, in his press conference that he had had that it was not it was not a crazy call for coach O'Brien to go for that you know go for that putt and try to make something happen you know try to cuz guess what if he makes it and he gets that extra yard and Sorensen doesn't make that fantastic play that could have changed the that game could have, the game could have been that over could, the you know, Texans right and they are uh, you know Reed yeah you're you're right he was very um he made a point in several of the press conferences to praise the decision of O'Brien and they're pretty co- uh, close coach O'Brien, coach Reed. They actually talked about uh, Matthew uh, in the off season. Uh, the Texans knew they weren't going to resign him. And so Reed was kind of talking to him and O'Brien said how, you know, uh, you know, good locker room guy he is. And uh, that the Hill fumble, the other special teams point we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I-, I think a lot of that is Russ and the one, cause he hadn't, really done that much of late Uh, although that's how he made his name in the league but now I think having done that that's not going to happen again he kind of got the jitters and rust all that out and so going forward if if that's if they need some juice uh, maybe against the Titans maybe if if they advance to the Super Bowl they can they can go back to Hill and I don't think he's going to fumble yeah no and 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 I think um, you, you know the un the unsung play well it's not even the unsung everybody knows it was really the play that sparked the whole thing was was you know was Hardman's kick totally, totally I mean that that to me it's twenty four nothing I mean I hadn't you know with all due respect I have the most utmost respect for the Chiefs fans and how loud that stadium can be 
look, I understand it's 24, nothing. It's going to be quiet. I, I you know, come on. It's, we're, we're all human beings. Everybody had to be shell shocked at like, shell shocked and, and a little scared, you know, like, yeah, uh, like what just happened, right? We get this home field and, and, and the, you know, the Patriots are out, the, you know, mm. the, 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 um, you know, the, the Ravens are out and then all of a sudden it's 24, nothing. And, but to hear that crowd, when Hardman returned that kick, it was, I said, it was like, it was like almost like the defibrillators came out and they were just like, bam. And they shocked the whole place back to life. And I knew one score, you know, one score, one play at a time, one score at a time. And, and this is going to be a different game. My biggest fear, Jeff, going into this game is that if the same thing happened and if, if we had gotten down or, or if we do get down, I don't think we will. And we made those same kind of mistakes that were made against, um, against uh, you know, Houston. We're not going to win this game because I don't, I think Derek Henry right now is playing so well that it would be really hard, to, even, even with the other coaching mistakes, like the fake punt, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. work and then going for the field goal on fourth and inches or whatever, even at 24, nothing, even at like 17 to nothing, I think the chiefs are only going to get so many drives in this game. Right. You know, there, there's only going to be so many quality drives. If Derrick Henry plays the way that he's been playing and if Chris Jones doesn't make his way back, right. I know the defensive line is still playing really well without him, but if he doesn't make his way back into the lineup, and we get down like that again and we make those same kind of mistakes, I think it's a different outcome. Totally. I mean, we the Texans of all the teams we're talking about, that's one of the more favorable matchups in um, in the whole playoff field. As much respect as we had Deshaun Watson, it's just because their pass defense was kind of their weakness. It's kind of the chief yeah. strength. Yeah. You look at the Titans, is they're the team we were kind of afraid of because their strength, uh, right? they have the best, hottest uh, running back in football, who is also the Russian champion, which matches with the Chiefs' weakness. So we'll preview, go a little bit more of a deep dive into that preview in just a second. But if you are going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their men's grooming products. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped has also has a crop preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisture moisturizer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using your best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BLEAV. Uh, yeah, uh, and back to the, we've kind of talked about the Texans game, how, and you know, you talked about, I, I totally agree that Hardman, that, that's what changed the game, his return. Andy Reid himself said, said that gave the team juice. But yeah, the as great as the Chiefs were, explosive as they were in the second quarter, I agree that they cannot make the same mistakes they did early on and, and beat the Titans. I, I like the Chiefs in this matchup, but this is a – as it should be. It's the AFC Championship game, but the, the Titans are real tough. They're both lines uh, – both, both lines are playing very well. And, again, Derrick Henry 
is unstoppable. And Joe, this is such a crazy fact, though. Um, a lot of weird stats in this game. Uh, Andy Reid, such a great coach. Sixth all-time in the history of the game in wins. And right all the guys uh, above Curly him. Curly Lambeau, right? Right, right below Lambeau. All the guys above him, including Lambeau, are in the Hall of Fame, except for mm-hmm. Belichick, who will be first ballot, obviously. Um, but he is 1-8 all-time against the Titans. And then the That's Titans cool. were also the last team to beat the Chiefs. They've now since reeled off seven straight. So this is a formidable opponent, to say the least. Yeah, they've got history. Um, I think, you know, obviously with, with, you know, Coach Brable having, you know, played for the Chiefs, there's history there. Um, the same way that he went into, you know, Foxborough and, and, and handed it to, to Bill Belichick, right? I, you know, I don't think he has as much of a chip on his shoulder about his time with the Chiefs as he did getting traded <laughs> sure. from for the sure. Patriots. So there's maybe not too much animosity there. Um, I think he had, a, you know, he had a really good run in Kansas City. Um, he's great. He was a great player. He's a great leader. He's a great coach. I think the players really are responding well to his style. Um, I saw, you know, not to focus on, on them too much because, you know, we, we know that this is a Chiefs podcast, but, you know, I saw him, you know, having a personal moment with each player as they were coming off the field and they won that last game. Um, so, you know, it, it, like I said earlier, this is going to be a game. Um, this is going to be one where there's going to be some really uh, interesting matchups. I, I saw this great stat on that sack that Frank Clark had. He covered 42 yards. Somebody wow. actually mapped out how far he ran to, to track Deshaun uh, Watson down. Talk about persistence. Two yeah. yards on one sack. I, I mean, if they, been, if, they could, if they could find a way to keep that stat, <laughs> I think it's got to be a record, right? No, who has – I mean, even seeing Derek Thomas and his greatest of sacks, I don't know if he ever ran 42 yards to sack somebody um, on, like, three different efforts. Um, you know, so that's Titans amazing. Have a, have an elusive quarterback, too, so they're going to need that kind of yeah. uh, stick to it Uh, Ryan Tannehill even played some wide receiver in college, so he he is very elusive. He's not Watson elusive, but you know, that's another thing. They're, they're gonna they'll move him around a little bit. They're Henry's going to be the focus, but uh, they're going to need a lot from uh, Clark, uh, rushing the passer in the, in the times that they do pass that that yes. hasn't been a lot in the playoffs. Exactly. So I, I do want people to watch that that matchup between Taylor Lewin, uh, number seventy-seven. Uh, he's a big kid, six-seven. Uh, you know, three hundred and whatever pounds, right? Who knows? They lie about these weights half the time. They, they're actually, we used to go the other direction where we would add weight. I think some of these guys are so big they're taking weight off. I mean, <laughs> he's a you know he's a three hundred and ten, three hundred fifteen pound, you know, six-seven long arm guy. So he's, you know, he's going to be the matchup with Frank Clark. I think that's one that fans should really watch throughout this game because if, you know, if they can get to, you know, to Tannehill early, um, if they can, you know, really start to really press the running game um, and if they can, you know, Chris Jones is back and he's healthy and they can force, force the Titans into, you know, third and six, third and eight. I mean, that's where we really want them, right? And that's, that's going to be the key matchup. And, of course, Chris Jones running, rushing up the middle, right? Because he's, he's one of the best up-the-middle up the pass rushers. And that's, you know, you got Clark coming off one edge, you know. You got, you know, Chris coming up the middle. So I, I really think the passing game is going to be, that's going to be a great matchup, um, watching those two go, get after each other. Because Taylor Lewin is, is, if you watch him, he's a nasty player. He gets after people um he's that, that's his reputation and uh he had that even 
back to college in Michigan, and now he's one of the highest paid uh, offensive linemen in the game for a reason. Uh, Chris Jones, like you said, is such a key, was a game-time scratch. Um, Joe, did you ever have uh, a calf injury or have teammates that did? I'm, I'm just curious. You know, I, I figured he – you heard it during practice. I'm like, oh, he's questionable, but he'll, he'll definitely go. He, I think, is the best defensive player the Chiefs have. Um, yeah, any kind of insight on what those injuries are like? You know, calf strains are tough. You know, it, it's it's look, it's obviously not as bad as you know, like popping an Achilles or something. You know, almost career ending like that or season ending when you you know when you when you do that. I mean, there's some bad injuries, but of all of the lower extremity injuries, the calf is the toughest because you know, you can't push off. Mm-hmm. And, and what defensive, you know, linemen, their whole game is about locking out their legs to not get run blocked, right? So when, when, when you know, when you're, when you're an offense, a defensive lineman and you're trying to stop the run block, okay, whether you're getting double teamed, which Chris Jones gets double teamed all the time, you've got to use your arms, of course, but at the same time, you've got to anchor down your legs. And, you know, quads, hips, you know, you, you can kind of lock those things up a little bit. But your calf, you just can't. There is nothing you can do to compensate for a calf injury as a defensive lineman. And I had one in college my senior year. And, and I had a, a, a calf bruise. I, I took a helmet uh, to, to, my, to my calf, and, it, and it, was swell, it was swollen pretty bad. And then ultimately what happens is, you know, one injury leads to another. And then, and then I started to um, overuse my other muscles, and then I strained it. So I had mm-hmm. not only this bruise, but this strain. Oh, and it was my – and it's, funny, it's a funny story about the things that players do, you know, to, to get on the field, right? So I'm going into my senior year, and, I, you know, I'm coming out of Penn. I'm not coming out of Penn State, right? So <laughs> I need to be on the field. If I'm going to take this thing to the next level – I, need, I can't miss a game. I can't mm-hmm. miss a play. And so our, our team trainer came up to me and, and he said, hey, Joe, how's that calf feeling? I said, well, I said, we, we called him Doc Fry. He, he wasn't a doctor, but we called him Doc <laughs> Fry. Um, uh, he says, how's it feeling? I said, Doc, I said, I, I don't know, man. I said, this is really tight. He said, well, listen, you know, we got three days before your first game. We were just coming out of training camp. He said, he said, he said is, is your uh, mom or dad a doctor? And I said, no, doc. He says, is your mom or dad a nurse? And I said, no, doc. He says, okay, well then take two of these with every meal and you'll be fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he was doing his little disclaimer to make sure I didn't call, you know, home and tell my mom what I was taking. Turns out I was really just taking a really strong anti-inflammatory that was sort of kind of in the, uh, let's call it uh, experimental stages back then. It wasn't really FDA approved, but the swelling went down. I was able to get out there for my first game and, and, and go on with my senior year. But you know, it, those calf injuries are really, really tough. And I remember having that. I remember how hard it was as an offensive lineman to push off. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that was the biggest thing. I mean, it, and that's why I think, you know, even like your back almost, you can brace it up, you know, you can overcompensate a back injury calf there's just especially for a D lineman there's nothing you can do so we got to make sure he he gets he gets that thing iced and stimmed and gets himself ready to go uh for Sunday we've got to have Doc Fry send some of those magic we do. pills yeah we do as long as <laughs> as long as Chris Jones's mom or dad aren't a nurse or a doctor so. <laughs> you know you said Luan versus Clark is a key matchup definitely think that is but of course stopping it Henry or at least I shouldn't say stopping containing him he's uh the first player in NFL history to have three consecutive games 
180 rushing yards or more. I mean, he's just playing out of his mind. And so stopping – and that, of course, has been a, a Chiefs weakness um, for much of the year, including when they lost to the Titans. Uh, I think really the key – if uh, if Derrick Henry gets, you know, 110 yards, which is a great game by any standards, really like the Chiefs. But then if he starts doing what he's doing, he gets into that 180, yeah. then, then yeah. we have a situation. So how do you see this uh, shaking out, Joe? Not only with Henry, but just this game as a whole. Well, I think, I think the Henry situation, Jeff, um, we got to keep him off the field. Yeah. And the way you keep him off the field is not just by keeping your offense on the field. You score a lot. Uh-huh. And we've got to force, you know, the Titans into passing situations. I think that's that's going to be our biggest, you know, that's going to be our biggest, uh, you know, strength going into this is is how we are playing right now as a defense and the kind of game plans that Coach Bags is putting together. I think we got to score. We got to let them get behind, right? So we've got to we've got to we we can't we can't get behind in this game. Mm-hmm. We've got to score early. We got to score often. And if we get up by two touchdowns, three touchdowns, and, and Tannehill starts to press, you're going to have a completely different result than you saw what happened the way the Chiefs were able to turn that game around. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not, I'm not saying that as a, you know, to be uh, critical of, of the Titans, but I'm just saying as a reality, they're going to struggle if they can't get the ball into Derrick Henry's hand consistently if they're fighting the clock and they're fighting the score. So, you know, what we have to do to stop him, you know, like you said, it's more about containing him. Um, we have to we have to score, and I think our offense is going to be the matchup against Derrick Henry, if that even makes sense. And it's very possible. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 yards in their first meeting, so I mean that's a matchup the Chiefs can expose and can put up a lot of points. So yeah, and I, I think this game, Jeff, if you were looking for a prediction, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. Number one, it's not going to be as high scoring as right, the Texans right. game. It's just not. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think everybody has it in their gas tank at this point, including the Titans. I see this game. Uh, my gut is telling me like a twenty-four seventeen. You know where where you know we get up a li- we get up on them. We limit the mistakes. We we are successful in the red zone. You know, we get 24, maybe 28 points. And I think, you know, I think the Titans, you know, are going to come in in that 17 to 21 range. I think that's where I see it falling. 28, 21, 24, 17. You know, I see it in that one score. But I see us getting up early. And then I see the Titans having to come back. So having that little bit of cushion is is going to be good. But, you know, we've said it a lot, Jeff. I I think if we go back and listen to these podcasts that we've done, how many times have we said so far this season, God, if we, you know, those first 10 minutes had me scared, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very it's, true, very just, true. We've got to control those first 10 minutes. And it certainly had us scared uh, last week. Yeah, to say yeah for sure. And I, I like the Chiefs, too. A little bit closer game. I think the Titans are so tough. The one thing I want to say uh, to Chiefs fans, too, I, everybody was so nervous with this last game. Just just enjoy it because the, the Titans are such a formal team. I wouldn't be shocked if they pull it out. But don't – you know, I think fans and the team is so worried that this year, this year – I mean, the future is so bright. Uh, oh, sure. With, with, with the Mahomes, we, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen this year. But if it doesn't – it will certainly yeah. happen yeah. another year. And we're going to be back uh, to recap it all. So if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes 
We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Tune in next week, guys, and we're going to wrap this all up for you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.